The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond! Jesus Christ. Beyond. Beyond. I was ready. <laughs> Colin was looking away. He didn't see it coming. <laughs> I told you. I warned you over the show. You got, I can't be blamed for that one. It's been Holy a long time. Holy shit. It's been a long time since I stretched my cords in this place. <laughs> I've been waiting to stretch them, and I, we are in for a doozy of a show, I know, let I me tell, tell you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 219. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the PlayStation powerhouse, Ryan Clements. Hello, sir. Hello. He only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Wait, are you the guy that's on all the videos, or are you the one that does all the work? <laughs> no, you, you're not doing it right. What, what, you're the clown yeah, in the yeah. videos? Oh, or the guy that does all the work? <laughs> that's, that's how we want people to address us when they see the conventions now. When we say we're from IGN's podcast beyond, you go, wait, is one of you the, wait, are you the clown in the videos or the one that does all the work? <laughs> or that third guy. Or the third guy nobody remembers. <laughs> the dancing queen. The dancing queen. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Young and sweet, only yeah. 17. That's a, that is a jam, by the way. It is yeah. a jam. It is. I listen do to you, ABBA once in a while. Do yeah. you like the ABBA version or the 18s I like remake. the 18s version much they, better. They are uh, very yeah. attractive. I, I through, they were coming up when I was a teen. They were a teen. Oh, I know. They. I remember being in some tropical island on vacation, and that's when their, that's when their CD had hit. And you and just it was, stayed in the hotel and buy and and I it. just And I remember going through the shop, and I heard, gimme, gimme, gimme. A man after midnight, and I was just—I wow. like was hearing it, and I said to myself, "I need to own whatever album this is." And lo and behold, it was Eighteens, the ABBA Generation, or whatever their first album was called. And then I listened—I listened to that track probably on repeat for the entire vacation. Yeah, and I was in a tropical that. paradise, but I chose to just sit there listening to this song on my CD player, mm. my portable CD player. It was yellow. How you, many, so how, you really did buy that CD? I did. God, I just want to like, strangle you. That was a great track. That was a great song. <laughs> that was, uh, those were fun days. What year tunes. was that? Uh, two, no, 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 actually, no, no, no. it wasn't even in the 2000s, was it? No, oh, maybe no. it was. The 90s somewhere? Uh, late 90s? It was 99? either late 90s or like early So 2000s. you could have been listening to like 311 Sound System or... How much papaya did you eat in this tropical paradise? I didn't I really have any. How many hammocks did much, you lay in? I, I probably laid in a few hammocks. Yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. that we actually like that, that one of those vacations. My So my family and I would always go on these tropical vacations every, every spring or summer or whatever. So we would always go on a vacation together with another family. And we would always choose these crazy spots like Aruba. Cancun, all these different places, and uh, 
And I, I always just kind of sat there and the be. I didn't truly appreciate it like I should have. Now what, what, my... what would you have done? What did you want to do differently? Go do touristy crap, like get rides no, around I, the island. I, I actually kind of preferred to just sit around yeah, at that that's point. That's a vacation. But yeah, I mean, but nowadays, but now I can like I can have a, a how did cocktail. You, how did I you can... pick the other? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, how did you I pick mean, the I other can... family to go on with? Uh, they were old family friends. They have kids. Yeah, so my mom's friend, uh-huh. uh, who they both taught together, these these two women, and sure. then her son from her first marriage, and I, her, him and I grew up together. So like we're old like old school friends. Gotcha. So did you ever, did you ever wish he was a girl? Together. No. Be in a tropical paradise be, with this hot girl. No, that would be that would probably be. I like couldn't picture him as a girl. Would be really well, no, weird. I don't mean like him. I don't mean like he's morphing into a girl. <laughs> eyes. I mean, so like, if he was always a girl, we went. Yeah, we go back in I time probably, and mess with his chromosomes before he's made. Right. But not even that. He gets aborted, and then there's a. <laughs> they, 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 have another, <laughs> they have another kid, and it's a girl. It's oh. not your friend. It's not your friend oh, okay. at any base DNA level. This I mean, is a different person. Can't, can't, why your friend. Just said it was a different family member and not like a. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not as funny. His mom miscarried, fell down the stairs, and so then they had this other baby that's a girl. So you're saying this baby was a a stillborn? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I told you this is going to be a great show. (laughs) Believe it or not, we're the number one PlayStation (laughs) podcast. Did you guys ever go to Easter Island? That was always the island I wanted to go to most. We never, we never, we never went to. How about the Falkland Islands? Uh. No, I do have a lot of. By the way, there is some. There is a treasure trove of good Clement stories from these vacations I've never told you guys. Oh my god! Which for some, they're all flooding back to me now. Are they as good as you learning how to rollerblade in a dream? <laughs> no, they're not quite as mm, on that same. You should have saved that story then. There, I'm sorry. That was that no, was a good one. No, no, it was a good one. <laughs> I want you to sprinkle them in as we go. Yeah, not well, not even just this episode. Every episode from here on out. Okay, there, there could be, be a, a new segment: tropical or vacation tropical stories, Clements in paradise, a, tra- <laughs> a tropical wonderland with your host Ryan Clements. Yes, yes, absolutely, but. Uh, uh, no, I have plenty of stories about my vacations. The best part was that, you know, leading into this episode, a lot of people were talking to me on Twitter like, oh, man, there's been – you guys played so many Vita games. There's going to be so much Vita news to talk – for the first 15 minutes of the show, complete nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost everybody. You were talking about aborted babies and, yeah, and well, yeah, I falling probably, downstairs. I don't know if I crossed and, the line there, but it's possible. Yeah, it's, we're, I mean, we're explicit. You knew what you're getting into. Yeah. You know Greg Miller. And Gamer. Greg, is, it's all in good fun. I mean, we're not, we're not really talking about those. Exactly. Well, I was people. just trying to give – it's one of those hypotheticals. Yeah. All right. So let's begin the uh, IGN.com PlayStation podcast with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Uh, As always, Colin Moriarty has called together the news. Oh, and actually we have a question about that right off the bat. Remember, if you want to be a part of the show and tell your tropical stories or ask PlayStation questions, email us at beyond at IGN.com. Just like Steve did. Steve says, hey guys. I thought when you guys originally brought up the I guarantee it, I doubt it with the news, it was to show whether or not Greg thought the rumor or news was legit. For instance, if one of the news reports was saying that a certain game was rumored to come out, Greg would say I guarantee it or I got, doubt it, depending on whether or not he thought the game was coming out. Just trying to clarify, beyond Steve. That's not the rules of I a doubt it or I guarantee it. Yeah, no, that, that would make sense, Steve. That w- if you remember back in the day, Colin, well, not even back in the day, I guess every day, every beyond, every Thursday, Colin comes in with this long list of things, and I used to yell at him, he put too much fluff in there. So then he would read the news, and I, when I say I guarantee it, or I doubt it, 
I'm t- I'm weighing in. If, if I give it an I guarantee it, that deserves to be on the list. If I give it an I doubt it, it just doesn't matter. And we don't well. play it every week. We're not going to play it this week. We're not going to play it this week. We're not gonna, we don't, homie, don't play that game. Remember that? Right. Yeah, no, I don't. You don't remember that. No. You remember, in you living remember color. This, yeah. In living color. There are so many pop culture references. You never watched that show? Understand. No. That was like I, a, I did, in living color. Let, Colin, let me, let me remind you that mm. growing up as a child, I did homework and watched probably six channels of television. We had no television in my house. Mm. We had the absolute most basic. In living color was Fox. I mean, we probably had Fox, and I so just no didn't excuses. watch it. Then. Okay, fair enough. Hey, he, fair you enough. know, he was doing homework and then going on tropical papaya eating vacations. Yeah, and he has three things to do with his I, I, with his good friend that you <laughs> made. Could have been a girl. Could have been, been, been a woman. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, I just I guess I just didn't watch much TV. No, that's good. When I, was, I watched when too I much TV. Yeah. Right in uh, beyond.ign.com if you remember the Nickelodeon, the mid '90s Nickelodeon show, Space Cases. Okay. Just 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 throwing that one out there. Wait, that, that wait a second. Was that the one where it was a bunch of different like students from different planets, yeah. and they were? I actually have seen that show. The girl with the rainbow hair, because uh, because the girl from Firefly mm-hmm. that I had a crush on was like a kid in that show. She is right? the girl from Saturn, if I remember correctly. Okay. From yeah, from, she's. I love she's that show. Super, she's super cute in so, real life. So here's a funny thing. I was I was like I just kind of remembered Space Cases. I don't know. Do you yeah. remember Space Cases? Uh, no. Okay. No. I'll, I'll show you the I'll show you the video, the I YouTube mean, okay, intro. Okay, okay. There's a good song in the beginning, a really okay. good catchy song. Anyway, I was like just kind of like, man, what the fuck happened to Space Cases like last year? <laughs> so I like started googling and wikiing it and all that stuff, and I found like a fan site from the mid nineties that was like still served on the internet somewhere. Nice. And it was so awesome. Like it was like being made as the show was progressing and stuff like that. This is like an awesome internet relic. Nonetheless, this is your PlayStation podcast. I know we almost <laughs> got on track and then we started talking about Nickelodeon shows. This is turning into TRL. All right. Number, there are nine items on the list. Okay. Nine items. Uh, number one, uh, Ninja Gaiden three, more correctly known as Ninja Gaiden three will come to PlayStation three on March 20th, 2012. A collector's edition will be available for 99.99 If you so desire it. Mm. Uh, number two, nothing to say about that really, right? No, you played, no, you actually did a live stream of it last week. Yeah. Yeah. And I was one of the people just participating in the multiplayer while we streamed it. The mm-hmm. online uh, multiplayer. How yeah. was it? Uh, it was cool. I, honestly, played we on were, a PS3, so. yeah, we, I was playing on a PS three. We were only allowed to play one, one area. So it was just the same village area that we were playing over and over again. And because I was so stressed beforehand, I wasn't entirely listening to Elisa, one of the PR representatives, as she was describing the controls to me. So I, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm pretty sure I got murdered about 17 times. Oh my gosh. If there was a game yes. that didn't need multiplayer, multiplayer it was probably more. Yeah, it, I couldn't. It's hard for me to imagine a game that doesn't need it less. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Right? Doesn't need no, it. No, it doesn't, doesn't need, need it, it more. Wait. Mm. No. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't need it. Bail. Bail on that uh, one. Let's I'm keep going. I'm bailing out of my. Do you remember? Are you raptor. afraid of the dark? <laughs> of course. <laughs> weren't, weren't you and I the ones joking around about how like they were? I was joking around with someone about like they throw that dust on there and it was just it was probably like oh, angel dust or something. Yeah, they're like no wonder they're having all these trippy. T- <laughs> they're all in the woods getting bombed, <laughs> telling ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show too. That show used to scare the show. Great show. And then Greg and I were talking about uh, unsolved mysteries. Ah, I gotta and, and we we one night just put on the the theme music and listened to it. And that is some of the scariest shit still. Like I I, saw, I had a hard time sleeping that night. Look up look up the un- if you if you're too young to remember that show, look up the the theme music for that and tell me it doesn't make you want to shit your pants. All right. <laughs> Number two. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, also known as the worst game name of all time. Wow. Its lead platform is the PlayStation 3, which is good news oh, for yeah. PS3 gamers. Where are your Platinum Games ports to PS3 after the Bayonetta debacle? Mm-hmm. Clements, how do you feel about, about that? 
I'm, a, I'm honestly happy on all counts, and besides the unfortunate uh, naming convention that uses a 1960s court case with the KKK <laughs> and with the term revengeance. I know, it's besides, Let's pretend that didn't exist. They're I taking it back. They're I taking the mind, word back. I don't mind the word revengeance because, the, I mean, generally speaking, Japanese developers love to play little word tricks that don't quite click with us because we actually speak the language because so we, we actually we wouldn't do yeah. these word tricks but you know revenge and vengeance revengeance i mean it's, it's fine whatever it's, it's almost as good as transforming but anyway that, that that game that game i think looks awesome i'm really excited for it because i the whole point of a spin-off is that it's not supposed to be like the proper series it's supposed to be something crazy in that world and i don't mind that and uh, i actually like and embrace that because i mean yeah look, you were upset earlier in the week that pe- people weren't excited for it. Yeah, because, I mean, first of all, it, it's as almost as if they're like, what is this crazy samurai bullshit? And I'm like, were you not playing Metal Gear Solid 4? All that shit already happened. Raiden has ridiculous fight scenes in that game, too. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, it's... it's it's just, And the fact that the gameplay is not a Metal Gear Solid game, well, it's not a fucking Metal Gear Solid game. It's Metal Gear Rising. This is a spinoff. It's different. So. I hear you. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's just like, I don't know, I watched it, I'm like, oh, it's cool, but it just didn't look like my type of game. That, that's fine. Yeah. So there, there's that argument, but the arguments of where, like, you know, this, this is, is bullshit, right, this is not you, a Metal you. Gear Solid game, that's right, because they didn't name it a fucking yeah, Metal Gear Solid game. To be fair, Metal Gear Solid 4 wasn't a Metal Gear Solid game either. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. But the, it's very different. Yeah, uh, I want a real Metal Gear Solid game. Like, a real Metal Gear. Like Peace Walker. Maybe you should play Peace Walker. Yeah. Get off your mm, ass. I don't know if that's I know you're cards. really busy, Platinum and Uncharted 3. <laughs> I played uh, Metal Gear Solid Long marathon. I played Modern Warfare it. 3 yesterday for 15 minutes. You're done? That was it? No, that was, it was, it's good. Modern Warfare? Yeah. How was that? Yeah, I, I just played the beginning of it. It's okay. fine. It's, you know, it's it's good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, though. I'm not excited. My, my excitement level about Revengeance is like a 2 out of 10 right now. Mm, knowing, that, knowing that Rising was... I, what I'm really more curious is what the hell happened to the other game and why it was canceled. Well, you can, have, they, uh, you can listen to Kojima talk about it on IGN.com. Stephen Hopper mm. went down and interviewed him. Yeah. Mm. Two hours of video Q&A. Did, did, did he ask yeah, about Metal Gear Solid 5? I forget. I think so. Coming exclusively to PS3 in 2013. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that. That's my a pizza. complete rumor. Don't, don't, don't I want my free pizza. Um, number three, Gran Turismo 5 is getting an update next week. Update 2.02 will fix problems with the game, while new DLC will also come out concurrently, including new cars, etc. If you're still you, playing that jam. Chris Roper's excited. You know what would be a good idea for an iPhone app? <laughs> no, what would? The bet tracker. And what you do is you can keep track of all the bets you've made with people. So it's like, you know, bet name, the person you've bet with, and then the stakes. And, like, you can just keep track of well, all just, the random You can just keep a list bet. like I do. That works, right? No? No? Yeah. <laughs> shoot down my dreams. Well, first off, my dream of making now somebody's making iPhone it right apps. now. I, I know. Well, I'm happy. And then they'll make it, and then you can use it for your stuff. Okay. Cause you, cause I don't know how you guys keep track of all your bets. I write like, them down It seems on my like every everything that you have. I just wantonly make bets and forget about them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then you owe people. You probably owe people. I owe thousands of dollars. Pieces. I owe thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. <laughs> In pizza. <laughs> In pizza. Um, number four, Sorcerer is real. I played it. What? <laughs> this, this PlayStation Move required game is coming to PS3 in the spring of 2012. You can find uh, my full hands-on preview of it on IGN.com and IGN PS3. Hey, Kyle. Right now. Yes. Game looks dope. It does. You saw it. Yeah. I mean, Greg saw it. I was too. there. I, I was sitting, I was I sitting in the back when uh, when they were playing it. Mm-hmm. I was sitting even further behind hot you. Hot demo. That hot, hot, hot demo. Dripping demo. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, the, I would like to point out, if, if people haven't read your preview yet, which they should, is that that game has a decidedly Celtic and sort of, you know, old, old school, uh, what's, the, what's the word, tone, theme? 
uh, theme, I guess, is a better mm-hmm. okay. better term. Okay. But it, I love that setting, and I didn't realize, as I mentioned you, I didn't realize they were going in that direction. It just seems like a totally, it seems like an evolution of what they originally showed all that time ago when it was first debuted at E3? Yeah, E3 last uh, year. Yeah, yeah, so like last year's E3, it uh, it was just kind of that dungeon crawler, and it didn't really have any personality, personality whereas yeah. now it's it's got these beautiful environments, and there's all these this stone architecture that looks great, and I was just really digging it. Yeah, the game's cool. I mean, uh, you know, I played two stages and, you know, fought a myriad of enemies, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, fingerprint. And uh, what what I what I enjoyed about it was how the move worked. And you know, it's a move enabled game. It's a move required game. And um, you use the navigation controller too, which is exceptionally rare for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I don't know games. why people do that. Uh, I wish medieval moves use it too. Um, but this game has the potential. I'm not saying it's going to be. We haven't seen much of it, you know. But it's got the potential to be the move game. You know, like wow. the, you know, I, I really think that. And I'm not saying that like. It's going to be better than Killzone or Resistance or whatever, but a game that is made for the movie. You know what I mean? And I'm going to have to go with Colin on this one. Wow. Yeah. Um, It definitely has that potential. It's going to be up there, I I suspect, you know, if if everything goes according to plan and it's as good as what we played, it'll be up there with Sports Champions and Medieval Moves is, you know, games that you definitely want to own for the move. But what was really cool and, and, you know, we got to see it was I really liked, you know... they were calling it, Greg and I were talking about, they're talking about aiming in real space. And what that and you can't do it with the Wiimote. What that means is if an enemy is to up and to your left, you reach up and to the left and, and shoot your wand at him. You're not just like kind of flicking it in front of you. you have to, it's like all about it's aiming. Flick. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's a flick of yeah. the wrist. Yeah. And, like, just like you're you know using a wand. And what's cool is like if an enemy is behind a pillar, you like swing your wand around like you're throwing a sidearm pitch in the, and it arcs. Like the arcane bolts or whatever you're shooting at the enemy, curtain are... bullets, yeah, wanted exactly. style. just like wanted. It's it's really cool. Great flick, and uh, and you know the different kinds of uh, elemental spells are really cool too. Like you could combine them to do all sorts of different things, which is really neat as well. Like you t- you could cast a firewall in front of you, and then cast a tornado and send the tornado through the firewall. In which case, the tornado erupts in fire and goes forward and does like twice the damage. It's like yeah. a really well thought out game. I think it's being done by the workshop, which are guys that used to work at Treyarch. This is their first game. Um, and I think uh, I think this game's got a lot of promise, so it's it's definitely one to keep an eye out for. And you know, until we broke the news a few weeks ago that the game was still in development, uh, that game was presumed to be in development hell if not canceled. So yeah. it's cool to see. It's cool that I've played it. I spent quite a bit of time with it, and uh, definitely look for more coverage uh, in early 2012 on that. Hey, Greg. Yeah. Remember we just mentioned Wanted and Curving Bullets? Little story. Wanted was the first movie in my life that I ever went to the theater by myself to watch. Oh, wow. Just because I was bored one night, and I said to myself, I'm going to go to the movies, Mm -hmm. and I'll just go watch Wanted. Mine? Honey, I blew up the kid. Really? Yeah. Oh, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, it was quite a while ago. Quite a while ago. Uh, We we were, my mom and I went to visit my grandparents, who were sickly at the time, and it was kind of one of those things, they were staying there all day, and she was like, you can go into town if you want, so I was watching them. Cool, honey. I blew it was, the kid. It was, it was almost liberating, but mm. but it it kind of has its own charms, I guess. Did you just look around like at all the happy couples and start crying? No, no, I was Everybody I was pretty happy. Has. I was I was just hanging out. Something about Mary was my my first movie that I saw okay. myself because I snuck in. My dad and I went to the movies. <laughs> then he went to go see like whatever the hell he went to see, and I just went. And Snuck into something about Mary. Like, did you, you did you pay for any ticket at all, or did you? Yeah, yeah no, no, oh, I did. Okay. Like we paid for like whatever movie we were gonna go see together, and then I'm, and then my you know my dad was wary of letting me. I was in eighth grade, I remember, uh, and uh, I just went in and saw, it, and the movie was like super inappropriate, but yeah, it was it was totally. fun. It was really funny. Moving on. Yeah, yeah I'm ready to move it. on. We've 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 reflected. Okay. Yes. Memories. Uh, number five. Job listings posted by EA and Visceral Games indicate that the studio is working on quote a bold new IP. 
Another, another job listing talks about working on the Dead Space franchise, suggesting that Dead Space 3 is indeed in development news. IGN broke earlier in yeah, the and, year. And remember, there were rumors, too, about a whole bunch of different kind of Dead Space games. A Dead Space first-person servers, a Dead Space first-person shooter, a Dead Space uh, game like Uncharted. Like, this is something that had leaked out a while ago. So we don't know if that maybe they're moving on to that project as mm. far as not the IP part but you know that Dead Space thing that's a big franchise they're always putting out comics and movies and cartoons they're always trying to do something different with Dead Space hopefully Dead Space 3 is more like the original Dead Space which would be sweet I'm excited to get it on the planet or whatever if that's true remember there was that rumor that it's going to be on an ice planet and yada yada yeah but like, if you go into like the base on the ice planet then I, I just want it to be claustrophobic again that's what I really Dead Space 2 I didn't even finish because I was like this game doesn't feel like Dead Sp- like like the original Dead Space and that's cool and I know you really liked it you liked yeah. it more I know a lot of people like Dead Space 2 more than the original but man the feeling I couldn't put Dead Space the original one down I was like this game's fucking awesome I, you you were on the Ishimori you felt like you were you were revisiting old areas because the ship is like small you know and like you're like you don't know what you're gonna find next you're in areas you thought were safe and they're not safe anymore and stuff like that you find like little things in the environment that are different because the the uh, monsters have been there you know since you had last left yeah, yeah. i just really i thought that space was like a really special game it felt it was really the only true good survival horror game i've played this generation i think like really good survival yeah. horror game okay. um number six sony released new psn sales metrics with interesting results horde was 2011's best-selling psn game funded by sony's pub fund pub fund and Horde is fucking awesome. Horde is really um, good. Pixel Junk Shooter 2 is 2011's best-selling PSN game published by Sony. And Limbo is 2011's best-selling PSN game published by a third party. Nice. Pub fun. Pub, pub fun. Pub fun. I want it. Let's go to a pub. And I, fun, let's fund it. When I think of pubs, I think of pub pickles. Really? That's what they called fried pickles back at the school bar I used to go to all the time. When I think of pubs, I think of my favorite bar in Boston, Connor Larkins, which Ooh. is a, a pub. And you walk downstairs into it. Uh, it's, it's a northeastern. It's a northeastern bar. So if you go to northeastern, you know what I'm talking about. What's the bar in the social network they start at? That's like all the Harvard kids. Facebook oh, in Cambridge. Facebook. That's, I don't know. That's it. Harvard's in Cambridge. I didn't hang out there. Well, I, I was just. I got I my thought, tattoos I in Cambridge. Maybe you knew. Uh, uh, I got all you're... my tattoos right next to Harvard. Oh really? Yeah, at oh, a place cool. called Chameleon. Ooh, look at that. It's mm-hmm. off the red line. If you live in Boston, you take the red line over there to, to the Harvard stop, and then you uh, get off and you go right into the little mall there. That's right, Podcast Beyond listeners. You can get tattooed at the very shop Colin Moriarty got tattooed at. And my, my, stuff, share my, the stuff's in the, my stuff's in the books there. See if you can find it. All right. Um, I remember the one when I got the Benjamin Franklin tattoo, especially the the engraving tattoo on my left arm. They were they loved it. And they like took like all these pictures of it. Nice. It nice. Um, they didn't care about my tattoos. <laughs> When I got that, get the hell out! <laughs> he's just, with I was your just nerd like, crap right. on your bike. Like, All right, cool. Well, see you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was actually awesome. What they liked about you know they took a picture of all my tattoos, like even the Moriarty on my back and stuff. But I think what they liked about this one was. Uh, He's pointing, ladies and gentlemen, to yeah, the Severed I'm, I'm, Snake I'm, cartoon. Is that it's you know they wanted I had I got into this conversation with them. They wanted to redraw it. There, I, I went into the get the tattoo and I was like, I wanted exa- it's a it's a sloppy wood grave, a wood wood engraving from 1754 or so that Benjamin Franklin made, and and it was for pressing of newspapers or whatever, and it was sloppy. There are gaps in it, and like you know, he fucked up a few times. Like the the end of the snake is like truncated because he's running out of room, like all that stuff. And they're like, we want to redraw it. And I'm like, I don't want you to redraw it. I want it exactly the way it is. You know, like there's a for instance, so for instance, there's like a gap in the eyebrow. Yeah, like just like on the one and like the snake the tail is like all fucked up and they were like we it, we don't think it's gonna look good and I'm like I want it to be exactly the way it was and then they and they were especially afraid of the lines on it that they were gonna bleed into each other and it was just gonna become a black snake so they wanted to like redraw with hash hash lines and I convinced them to let, just do it I'm not gonna hold you accountable or whatever <laughs> do it and it came out awesome so they were like really impressed were you concerned about the lines running together like was that a worry for you no it, it, it might like when I'm getting older it might happen eventually and yeah, then yeah, I can yeah. always just get it filled in but you know, I can just get it refilled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but no, I, I, I like the way it comes out because it looks rustic and old. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, the totally. way I wanted it. Yeah, and yeah. even with the, uh, you can see, where is it? Nice like, point the eye, like, like the eye goes up. See, like it's not a perfect line. Like, like, like I, the real one. Yeah, like okay. I, wanted, I wanted it like that. Like I didn't want it to be all pristine and pretty. You yeah. know? The We the People ha- was redrawn. Um, but anyway, that's a that's a total tangent. I like your tattoos a lot, Colin. Thank Me you. Too. Thank welcome. you. I like them as well. Um, the Moriarty one I love, but I got it when I was like 19, and it's like took up all this real estate on my back. And it just basically looks like a fucking hockey jersey. Um, you can see a picture of that on Twitter. <laughs> when, Greg, when Greg and I were drunk in a hotel in New York. Let's print off our passes at 2.30 in the morning. No one will be in the business center. A uh, Danish couple in the business center. Yeah. <laughs> I, have no, oh, I have no shirt on. You're shirtless, I'm shoeless. We're like, oh, what's up? <laughs> Um, number seven, uh, Fumito Ueda has indeed left Sony. No! Sony confirmed to Gamma Sutra that Ueda is no longer a Sony employee, but will still finish the last Guardian as a contractor. That game is fucked. Uh, you heard, you heard, it, you heard fucked. it here. You heard it here first. I, Colin, Colin, it'll be fine. The director and the producer both left. Here's the thing, I think. <laughs> I, 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 Colin and I have a bet, of course. And a pizza is on the line. Which you could track with the Bet Tracker app. A pizza on the line. If it comes out, you know, I say it's coming out this year, or I'm sorry, in 2012. Colin says not coming out in 2012. I think it's going to make it to 2012, and I just don't think it's. I, I think it's going to be a total letdown. I think the game's going to come out, and it'll be stiff, and it's going to be archaic, and it's not going to be put together vision. That's my prediction. Do you think it's going to come out in 2012, Colin? Yes. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be good or not, though. I, I have. I hope. I hope. That the original vision still shines through, even though there is probably a lot of you know difficult difficulty towards the end. But I, at this point, you're right. When when key figures are starting to leave before the project is even over, it's it's very troubling. Now let's let's also let's keep this in mind, gentlemen. Let's keep some perspective, gentlemen. Oftentimes, when in even in our own business, when our editors leave or when they move on to other things, people on the outside gossip and um, and speculate mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. this crazy shit, and it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. We're just like, no, it, it he just happened to leave at such and such a time, or we he just had this disagreement, and so he decided to leave, but not before you know doing this. And like even when uh, when our own Arthur left, like he was still working, like right before up until his departure, he was working on a review and stuff. And there was like no heart, there was like no no con, there was no conspiracy there. He was he you know he like finished it off, and then we were all fine, and then he moved on to something else, and. So I wonder if maybe Ueda was just tired of working for Sony, but the game was still fine. It was just that he's like, you know, I'm 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 kind of I'm about done here. I'll finish this game and then I'm going to move on. My thought that about the game thing. not being good has <clears throat> less to do with <clears throat> these people leaving and more to do with the fact that it's so old. It's, it's so been old. in production forever, yeah. and it's like remember when? Excuse me. Remember when you uh, reviewed the collection and you're we went back and we played Eco and you played Shadow and you're yeah. like. You know these games are good, but you know they don't—they're not amazing. Well, any... Eco didn't. Exactly. I'm sorry. 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 Yeah. E- Eco doesn't hold up. Yeah, yeah. Not, the, not Shadow. But it's one of those things where I mean, I could easily see that being the problem. You know what I mean? Because you are still running around with this dra- dragon dog creature thing. You know what I mean? Like it could be in the same way that it is archaic and having to call it and it's not doing the right things and you know. Yeah, totally. It's very possible. The game industry moves faster any, than they have. Any any game, The Last of Us could bomb. You know, like the hell it will. I'm just I'm just saying that. <laughs> Uh, I have, you have to have faith and you have to just keep your fingers crossed and see what happens. Yeah. I, you to have me, to trust the developers. I, I agree with what you're saying in that it's all speculation. I mean, we've, we've said nothing, but you know, that it's all speculative and we don't really know what's going on over there. For all we know, the game's done, you know, yeah. but, and they're just, they're QA testing it or whatever. Trying to put but, it on the Vita. But to yeah, maybe, yeah, just get it, get it on the Vita. But to me, I just, it's too much when, for me not to start to speculate when the producer and the director both leave you know, like something happened. It's so obvious to me. You know, like something is going on over there. 
You know, and the director, oh, you know, Ueda, well, Ueda is Team Eco. He directed all of those games. Yeah, That's his team. I know. And he left. Yeah. You know, and then the produ- the executive producer of the team also left. So basically the two heads of, of Team Eco are gone. Right, right. But, but think about it like this. I mean, humans are really delicate in their in their relationships with other humans, right? So Ueda could have just gotten into a huge fight with a Sony executive. And he's like, that's it. I'm out. And then and he was like, I will finish your game because I care about this project, but that's it. And then maybe someone that he was close to was like, I'll come with you, you know? Like, those sorts of things can happen at a, the drop of a hat. So I, I don't think that necessarily means a way to, like, look at his game and was like, I'm fucked. And then decided <laughs> no, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. My, my, my theory is not that he looked at the game and was like, this game's not going to be good. Or this game's, you know, right. my theory is that he, he was looking at the, the game and he was dealing with Sony being like, where is it? Right. You know, and he's like, it's not done yet. And yeah. this probably was going back and forth for a while. And then he's like, you know what? Forget it. You yeah. Know? Well, that, that's exactly like, what I think happened. Yeah and, yeah. and he's like, the game's not done. I'll, f- um, yeah. And like you said, like he cares about it. He's not going to just let cancel the last guardian. Sony is certainly not going to cancel it after investing an enormous amount of money into it. No right. doubt. But they will, they'll, call, they'll change the title to last guardian resurfacing a bowl. Yes, that's resurfacing a bowl. Yep, yep. I mean, I, I just, I understand, you know, if, if that was what what happened, and again, all conjecture, all rumor, just all speculation, right, right. but if that were, if that's what's happened, you can understand where Sony's coming from. That game has been in development for a long time. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, sure. they, and and at this point, I can't imagine they're going to make their money back on it. So it's like, I think they just want to, you Get know, if, yeah, if, if that game was really in development for, you know, since, since you know, the Shadow of the Colossus is over. They took their break, their vacation, whatever, and then they came back in 2006, or whatever. And we're like, all right, let's do our next game. We have the PS3 now, you know. And so this game's been in development for five years, and they're paying, you know, however 50 people, or whatever, or whoever are working on the game. Well, they're a small team, so let's say 25 people, and that's why yeah. it's taking so long. 25 years worth of salary plus all of these expenses. It's going to go into six years, and there's no way they're going to make their money back. I'd be pissed too. I'd be, like, I'd be like, where is it? Time to play our favorite game, hypotheticals. Okay. You are put in charge of Sony. Okay. You unify everything, so you just—it doesn't matter if you're at Sony Japan, Sony America, okay. or whatever. Uh, what What do you do to get people? It seems like uh, we talk about Japan Studio all the time to get the, these people who are you know legends in the field, right? Uh, Ueda, uh, Kazanori, like these people whose games are like Gran Turismo, right? Like everybody was waiting for Gran Turismo forever, and then it finally came out, but it had been in development so long it didn't keep up with what was happening in racing games anymore. Uh, my prediction of this, you know, Last Guardian, how do you, what do you, how, what what needs to happen over there? Is is it the fact that these people have been made into modern idols, modern, you know, like, oh my, well, it's, it's you know, it's Kazanori, he knows what he's doing, it's Ueda, they know what they're doing, let, let them have the time they need. Yeah, I think, I mean, what I would do is, and I I think this is where the pressure is coming from, especially after Sony has been gobbling up all these American studios. Is I think the key to you know to tell these guys is like you you got to work in a different schedule. I'd bring over guys from Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch, for instance, and be like, Naughty Dog put out Uncharted three in two years. The game is probably better than what you guys have done. You know, what can you learn from what they're doing? Do we do you need more resources? Do you need a bigger team? Do you guys have to like kind of work in a different way? You know, mm-hmm. I'd bring over the guys from Sucker Punch and be like, look at Inf- look at Infamous and Infamous Two and how they built Infamous and then they built Infamous Two in two years off of the same architecture. You guys, we need games quicker. You know, it's it's a matter of, to me, it, it's it seems like it's a problem with the two Japanese studios. You know, there's 15 first parties, two of them are Japanese, and the two Japanese studios take forever to make games. And the time that it took them to Polyphony to make Gran Turismo, the entire Uncharted trilogy basically came out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's true. Yeah. It's like. And and the entire and you know what I mean. I didn't it's think just, about that. It's, Is that, I, wait, well, how's the timing of that? Wait, just in terms of years. Uncharted, you know, Uncharted one, Drake's Fortune came out in 2007. The last one just came out 2011. Four and, years. And, and and you can think that after after Grand 
after you know Gran Turismo Four or whatever, and and you know, and then pro, even for, even from Prologue to Gran Turismo Five is really the same amount of time. <laughs> I never thought about that. They made the whole trilogy you in know, less time for Gran Turismo. In the time that, in, in, in other words, and you look at Insomniac, right? Sony doesn't own them. I wish you know, I wish that they would would have done more to try to get them and, and stuff like that. And it seems like uh, now they're just going to develop for multi platform. That's Marcus fine. That's Smith is like uh, Julie Roberts and Pretty Woman. He's he, he he you need some bank to get him. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's well, he's a valuable a, man. And I had a dream about Overstrike, by the way. Just throw that out there. Was it good? Yeah. Well, I had a dream that I it, it was I saw the di- the boxed copy and I really wanted it, but I didn't get to play it. Are you gonna draw the box now and cut and send it in and be like, I know what your box looks like. There it is. I Just I learned could. a rollerblade. I, I learned could. to design boxes in my sleep. Yeah. But when when you think about you know I think about Sucker Punch and Insomniac in this term. Like when you think about Insomniac, the Ratchet games on PS2, the Ratchet games on PS3, the entire Resistance trilogy, in the same amount of time it took Team Eco to make. Two games. Sucker Punch mm-hmm. made the Sly Cooper trilogy and two infamous games in the time it took Team Eco to make two games. And that's all you have to go over there and say to them is, what are you doing? You know, And these aren't bad games. These aren't games they just wipe their ass with and put them on the market. These are good games. Yeah. Really good games. Some of the best games. And and I think that's what I would do. As mm-hmm. I'd be like, what, this is what you, you need to look at what these guys are doing. That's not to say that you guys aren't good. You guys are great. Everyone respects Studio Japan. Everyone respects Polyphony. It's just a matter of like workflow and like putting it out eventually it's you know i i often wonder about gran turismo 5 like what did they really do to it you know like could it have been released two years before it came out theoretically you know could yeah. it, like it was was the, the the change so massive that it needed like it needed all this extra development time the same thing with last guardian there's the last guardian will probably be like 10 hours at the most you know in my mind thinking about their other games or whatever and how long they were how so that's basically a year per two hours of gameplay yeah. Here, here's what I think, and I've said this before on the podcast, and I will say it again in a completely uneducated manner. Yeah. Culture. I in in Japan they have definite cultural advantages, especially in terms of how dedicated they are, how much they care about each and every job in their entire country, even from the quote unquote lowest like office worker and like fast food worker, they just care, which is really respectable. But then the key to their culture is also it's very indirect. It's not blunt. It kind of lacks the sort of aggressive American, like, that idea sucks. Give me a new one. You yeah, know? Yeah. It's fast. It's direct. Whereas in Japan, that conversation will probably last, like, ten times as long with the, like, you know, well, I'm not entirely sure about this. And, and like it, and another thing that I always found was interesting was that there was no... In, apparently, and I was talking, this is something Keza told me, I think, Keza yeah. or Kira. Um, but oh, they just, there's, yeah. every girl with a K in their no, name looks was, alike to you. No, huh? one, of them you told, one of them told me this on TGS last year, and they were both with me on the trip, so I forgot who said it. But it was one of the Japanese speakers in my group <laughs> who was saying how there's no direct translation for the word why in Japanese, which I thought was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because you could still sort of ask that question, but there's no like direct why are you doing that. You know, There's only like a how or a what or a when. So I, I thought that was really interesting. Interesting. And I think that this all plays a part when in, in a creative – in something creative like game development, I think that they get slowed down by how they are as, as, a, as a culture. And I think that that's, that's entirely just my opinion. I could be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. No. I think, I think there's something to that. But yeah. to me, it's like gaming is – you know, and we were patient at a time, you know, when gaming was so Japanese-centric with the NES and the SNES and the PlayStation and the PlayStation. I mean, you know, it was really the PS2 that began the era of – American games being prevalent and, you know, on the Xbox, especially and, and, and other things, you know, the rise of, 
you know, you think about games like Knights of the Old Republic or, you know, the Halo. Rainbow Six games and Halo and all these games. Yeah, exactly. All these games that came out. And then you have Ratchet and Clank and all these games from American companies resistance. And that now that's like that's that's like what's that's what's happening. And that's what's going on. And, and to me, it's like a global marketplace where you kind of have to, you know, that might be true and that might be fine. And that's fine. I mean, that's you know, it's just like there's money involved and like and, and games and expectations. And when all these studios are lapping you over and over again with great games. There's a problem. You know, there's a yeah. real problem over there. There's I, something else. Yeah. And I'm I, just offering one possible. No, 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 no. no. This, is I, I think, this is fascinating. I, I think it's been I, a fascinating conversation. I, I, I think you're right. I mean, you know, people are complaining a lot about Final Fantasy 13 or versus 13 or whatever. And I like that game, you know, seems like, you know, it's it, people are mad because it seems like Square is now trying to, like, put too many games out and, and splitting their focus on too many games and also publishing games from other developers. Um, and it seems like they're actually starting to learn their lesson while not kind of going back and saying like, we, maybe we need to cancel some of these games or streamline our focus or whatever. And on the other hand, it seems like Polyphony and, you know, I don't know what the hell Polyphony is even really doing. It looks like they're working on DLC, but with, uh, with team Japan or studio Japan and team eco, especially it's like, you know, we want their games and we want them twice as fast, you know, and we're the consumer. Mm -hmm. So we should get what we want. You know, and that's kind of like that's kind of the way I look at it. So, but I think you're absolutely right. I think it is a, somewhat of a cultural thing. I, I think it's somewhat of an American and, and European aggressiveness yeah. in business that might not exist there. And I'm not saying that they have it wrong. It's just maybe that's not where it's like best suited. You know what I mean? Like, because mm -hmm. like that sort of that very polite, indirect way of working has its definite advantages. I think, but maybe that's maybe it can also cause problems. And it's also something you have to think about as far as like how those games are regarded, right? Like, I mean, Gran Turismo is beautiful, and obviously Shadow of the Colossus is this beautiful game, and there's, I, I think when you talk to U8 about it, I've been lucky enough to interview him before, he talks about it being like an art, you know what I mean? And being this very personal project, you know, he has a very, it, he's not trying to just make a game, right. you know what I mean? And that's not, not, that's not to put down like a Sucker Punch or anybody else, obviously we love those games, but they, I think they get wrapped up in the ideal of what this means to mm -hmm. them and what this is, you know what I mean? And maybe that's hard as they try to work on a vision Whereas sometimes, you know, other people do games, and we've talked to them off the record, a million studios who, well, this happened, that happened, we had to scrap this, we had to do this, blah, blah. And they're, they're making the tough choices and just yeah. going because they need to, they want to make their deadline and they want to do this. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. That's an interesting conversation. And the, the only end result I hope that we get, I hope we get two things. I hope we get The Last Guardian and it's really great and it comes out as soon as possible. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I lose the bet. I, I really, I honest, I honest to God don't think I'm going to lose the bet. I, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I, uh, in, in my mind, in my gut, I think that game is not near being done. And, I don't think that it's a coincidence that the director and the producer are both gone. Um, that, but that's my gut, and I hope I'm wrong. I really do, because I know how badly people want to play that, and I want to play it, you know? But what I also hope we get is some more clarity about what's going on over there and what Sony is doing to make to kind of better those studios in terms of not their games, because their games are great, but the workflow and which is going on. And that it might be instructive to, to point at some of these other studios, Gorilla and all these other studios that put, put out games more regularly. So I hope that we get some clarity out of it, nonetheless. And... Maybe maybe they'll talk about it one day about what what actually happened over there. Um, number eight. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long uh, digression. That was good. good. That's what we need. That's what a conversational podcast. Uh -huh. It has been confirmed that Naughty Dog has been split into two separate teams. The team that is working on The Last of Us is not the team that worked on Uncharted Three, suggesting that the team that's working on Uncharted Three will move on maybe to Uncharted Four after the DLC and post release pushes over. So, um, 
you know, that's just conjecture. But we now know. I think some people were nervous with the Last of Us being announced by Naughty Dog that well that we're not going to get another Uncharted game. But it, it's it's entirely possible that we're going to get another Uncharted game. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, Naughty Dog is such a not visionary company, but there's so many driven by vision. So I'm sure there's going to be a conversation once they finish all their DLC plans. As far as like, and pro- it's probably already happening. What do we want to do next? What we, you know, what does this team? What what's good for the company? And is it doing a new IP? Is it continuing Uncharted? Is it trying something on Vito? Is it trying? You know, what I mean, like there's they have so much they could do whatever they want could, you know? it, could it be possible that the uncharted 3 team joins the last of us team to help like after they're done with the lc i mean i imagine it's possible i i, I would doubt it i doubt I it i doubt it i doubt it why do you doubt it because i think that they i mean it's weird to bring somebody in on that level right like mm-hmm. i mean you've already they've they've been working on it for at least a year i mean it was, well since uncharted 2 finished so i mean even two years. yeah so i mean like <coughs> they've been going on this thing and they have what they need and i mean I, yeah sure maybe you know our own, our old friend david ballard he's going to go over there and just work on some shaders or something like that when they need in a pinch but i would think that they would stick they, to their own they thing. got it under control yeah 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 i think the idea i mean in, in my opinion not that i know the, the inner goings-ons at naughty dog but my, my opinion is that You're they, not CFO they, over there? they split no no they split the team into two so they can get a naughty dog game every year i mean i think that that's you know what sony was definitely going to want because naughty dog is the the biggest and most prolific studio now that they have and mm-hmm. um i think it would be it would be better for sony to let them concentrate on a new project i don't necessarily want a new uncharted game yet you know, maybe maybe in the future. And I don't think Naughty Dog's going to make a Vita game, at least not right now. That's my opinion. Yeah. But because I think that they have so much leverage on PS3, I think their games really sell. Yeah, totally. Um, but I think we're probably going to get another Uncharted game. And I think that Naughty Dog, you know, on PS3, and I think that Naughty Dog probably realizes now that they have the best of both worlds. They have The Last of Us, which is a new IP, a bold new IP that people are excited about that we'll talk about soon. And then they can have they can continue to support this mega franchise, probably the most important franchise on PS3. Sounds like a, yeah, it sounds like a good arrangement for them to where they can be doing something and giving people a chance. I mean, especially if you're starting to burn out on Uncharted, you know what I mean? You could start switching up teams. The guys who did Uncharted 2 didn't do Uncharted 3, so now they finished The Last of Us, maybe they switch up, you know, mm. that's when you start switching teams around and try to make sure everybody has somewhere they want to go, somewhere they can be. Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be kind of rad, though, if they did a, a second new IP in a row? Like, now, now the Uncharted 3 team starts something else? That'd be yeah. awesome. Or they go back to, like, Jack or something? I mean... That'd be nice, too. Yeah. Or they start working on a PS4 game. I yeah. see. I think. I think <clears throat> PS4. Yeah, I think I, if I, I have no idea the timetable for when that's coming out, that I would have them working on Uncharted whatever for PS4 launch. You know what I mean? That that because I think that was the whole stumbling with PS3, right? Is that they came out with new IPs for PS3, but there was nothing that God of War 2, even though it didn't, it was awesome on PS2, should have been on PS3 just to sell those units to give you a reason to buy the PS3. Hmm. It's interesting you say that. Indeed. Colin has inside information, apparently. <laughs> no, we, uh, we, uh, when Clements and I were in Santa Monica and San Diego, we conducted a lot of interviews. You'll see those soon. And, and, uh, that's a topic. God, God of War is definitely, definitely one of those, one of those topics. Interesting topic. Yes. Also, look on IGN for an Uncharted 4 article today mm-hmm. about what we, where we wanted to go or yes. what everybody wants to pitch. And by the way, Clements, how, just how fascinating were those interviews? I'm I not going to say I who will. they were with. I'm not going to say who we talked to. We'll, those will go up soon, but they were great, weren't was they? Was it Kratos? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it we was talked with to Kratos. Kratos. He was scary the whole time, but he was, he was just a peach. <laughs> um and uh number nine, uh, nine. Fi- final nap this is real quick tony hawk pro skater hd is coming to the psn in the summer of 2012 which is kind of cool <laughs> i i absolutely <laughs> adored the first two tony hawk and that's games. what these I are right these are those. one and two brought together yeah like HD'd with select up. stages i think yeah mm. i absolutely oh i love those hawk games game to get colin uh maybe I is this one full of technology because that's really what i'm looking do for. you guys remember when tony hawk skater came out uh, pro skater came out and it was it was 99 right so i got it for christmas in 99 i think 
because I got the Rage Against the last Rage Against Machine album the same year. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 99. And I just loved that game. That game was so fucking good. I, I, I and the second one I think was even better. You know what Tony Hawk game I got into? Thug. Thug? You like yeah. that? Yeah, I did actually. It was because it had a little bit of a story to it, and that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like I had something to do. And like I knew what I was doing, whereas those games were like totally just like let's do tricks. And yeah, had set high scores. So I was like, all right. It was about mechanics. I appreciated the mechanics. Yeah, I appreciated what they were doing. I loved that one mall stage. I think it was in the first game where like you really couldn't go back. So like you had it like it was all grinding and going. Forward, yeah, yeah. It was like it was, and so you had to kind of figure out where like you get the videotapes that are hidden in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm, I, when I saw when I saw that because I missed that during the VGAs. After we were watching the VGAs together, we were in the yeah, office we were eating pizza. Andrew and, Goldfarb was yeah, here. Goldfarb was here as well. And we were and when after the Slow Last fast. of Us was announced, I wrote up that story. And then I'm like, I'm gonna go write an editorial. So I just went back to my desk and I missed a lot of the other announcements. And yeah. so I came in on Monday and I didn't even know that this was announced. I was like, this is awesome. You know, this is a real Tony Hawk game. This is a Tony Hawk game I want to really play. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Colin, yeah, you're excited for this Tony Hawk game. I am. But it's it's light years away. It God is. only knows. It's coming in megabytes and gigabytes. It's a, I don't know. It's what's a happening. distance away. It's far. It's far. <laughs> we'll never see it. Uh, but if I wanted to walk into old mom and pop video and buy some video games, where would I go to find out what came out this week? Uh, you go to the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Who got? Uh, sorry, I was in the middle of the yawn. Boo 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 boo. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, nothing came out. But luckily, we have the PlayStation Network to guide us. Jeff Rubenstein, show me the lights. Yes. So this was actually a. This week was pretty big in terms of if you want like di- discounts and a variety of other goodies for the PlayStation Plus membership, including discounts for games like Assassin's Creed, a Borderlands bundle, which is twenty five percent off, Call of Duty Modern Warfare bundle, uh, Red Faction, bunch of other stuff. So cool things there. Cool. Also, PSN games. Yeah. Family Feud Decades. That's, I think that's oh, actually yeah. it. That's the, that's the PSN game. Then we have uh, full games in the in the form of Red Faction, uh, Armageddon, Alice Madness Returns, and Call of Juarez Bound in Blood, all available uh, for download. Those are the full games. What and what What's the hotness on the PSP? The PSP. You got, some, you got some PSP games there for me to download and play? I might do. go. I do. I have a mini for you. The Marbians. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. They didn't, they didn't write up a description. What? Notice Jeff. No Jeff and Mrs. Rubenstein sleeping on the descriptions for the minis you're making. I know. You I put all that... this work into programming it and making it work and QA testing it. You can't even write a little paragraph. <laughs> and, then the, uh, and then the PSP bundle, the Big Head bundle. I've been minis. waiting. Been waiting. For $249. Also, just to let you know, the Marbians is $4. Ooh, that so. means it's good. That means it's a honking mini. No trophies. Anyway, no more 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 a good week for discounts and for uh, full PS3 downloads. Yeah, Mar- Marvel Pinball is uh, free if you're PlayStation oh, yeah, yeah, Plus. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. right, yeah, I downloaded it. I haven't started it though. It's the new DLC for or the new what Vengeance and Virtue pack, which is like Ghost Rider and much cool guys. Um, topic of the week. Mm. We had a good discussion already. We did. Should we just not talk about the Last of Us though? I mean, we uh, we should talk about the Last of Us. We also need to talk about Vita. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, it is December sixteenth. December 17th in... Wait, no. I'm jumping ahead because of the time. Anyways, whatever. December 17th in Japan, the PlayStation Vita comes out. Very exciting. We are importing them. We will have those things here next week. We will have much to do on the site about it. Much to do. Much to do. Many previews, live streams, videos. We'll be cranking through it. You definitely want to be checking out vita.ign.com all next week. 
Maybe even over the weekend. We'll see when we get our units. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, you know, people have been sounding off on Twitter and we're really happy. We saw that collectively about a dozen Vita games last week right. or this week, this past week, yeah, you know, yeah. just a few Monday. days ago. And uh, all of those previews are on uh, IGN Vita as well, Vita.IGN.com. And you can read about, you know, everything from uh, Katamari to Resistance, Burning Skies to Golden Abyss to... You know, whatever. Luminous. Gravity Rush. Luminous. Gravity Rush. Uh, Shinobito 2. Put a pin in all that. that, was a, that was we a, got some questions. Okay. People want to be part of the show. Remember, yeah. be part of the show beyond at IGN.com. First up is Emily, my internet girlfriend. Okay. Emily writes and says beyond. Yeah. For all, beyond. What, what is your favorite Vita feature and or Vita game so far? Mm. Clements, do you want to go? Already? Mm. Are you not ready yet? Uh, it, the, the game is easy. It's Gravity Rush. Gravity Rush. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that that game will... Wait, no doubt in my mind. Oh my god! Shit, God! No, that's right. There's no doubt in my mind that it will rock. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what that's I want. There's no doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. There's no double negative there. No, just one, just one that was one negative. But it, you're, you're <laughs> damn these negatives. But you're, no, you're saying no to the doubt, and doubting is an, like sort of a negative thing. So anyway, uh, Gravity Rush is going to be totally, incredibly amazing. Okay, I'm super pumped. Uh, for me, it is a Mod Nation Racers. I love kart racers. I love trophies, and I love Mod Nation Racers. I'm excited to get that. I've been playing Mario Kart 7 on the train to work lately. Loving that. That's great. Mario Kart 7 is awesome. However, like I, I'm more excited to have a... I think the Vita feels better in my hands. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for trophies. I'm excited that it's Mod Nation Racers is coming out in the beginning, so if it doesn't suck and they fix the load times, everyone will be playing it, so I'll have people to play with, because nobody, none of our real friends played Mod Nation Racers, so... On, on PS3. Right. Kali. Um, it's a tie between Escape Plan, which I think is going to mm, be absolutely mm, amazing, mm. and and uh, uh, Resistance Burning Skies, which is a, a you know like I've said a million times is a, is a real first person shooter on a handheld, and you know we got to play some new content. Well, I got to play some new content. I was going to so, say I didn't get a chance to play it, and I still haven't had a chance to read your preview. Tell me what the new content was that we saw. So it's cool. It's uh you know you're you're you know the content we saw in Germany was you know this guy I think his name's Tom Riley is the the New York firefighter. He's fighting just on in, the, in and out of buildings in New York City. This this scene that I got to play, this the stage was in the middle of the game, so it's decidedly more difficult. Um, and you're at the George Washington Bridge, uh, which connects New Jersey and New York. And, New Jersey. And uh, the Chimera are in, over in New Jersey, and they're using the bridge to try to get like their vehicles and and their you know the hybrids and stuff over. Um, you're saying the Chimera are from Jersey? Yeah, the Chimera, yeah, the Chimera <laughs> from Jersey. Well, the Spires must have landed in Jersey and they're moving into New York. Right. Um, the Spires, of course, being the conduit by which the virus spreads and all those things, if you want to be a nerd. Um, nerd and, it up! And uh, so you play, you're on the New York side of the bridge and you're like rushing towards the center of the bridge because there are civilians there and the, the American military wants to blow the bridge up. So that the Chimera can't get across easily. So that's going to happen. But Riley, being a New York firefighter, wants to go rescue everyone on the bridge. So the, the scene I played was him, like, killing all the Chimera, the hybrids and the, and, the, and the Leapers and all that on the bridge, moving through all these, you know, crash bushes and cars and stuff like that. It's really cool. It's a Are there civilians, game. like, running past you as well? I didn't or? run into any story-specific stuff. Uh, so, right. yeah, I didn't, but I didn't see any. No. And, and they, they, they made it clear that the game's, not, the game's not even remotely a launch title. Everything's loose, and they're, they're fixing and working on everything. But it was cool to play some new... I had played the same scene in Burning Skies, like, three times, so it was, it was cool to, you know, get this time to get some new content. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Uh, Clements. Yes. You're on the hook. Right. David writes in to beyond.igene.com. He says, my question is for Ryan. Yes. Since Okami, one of my favorite games of all time, uh, PlayStation has really lacked a really meaty adventure game in a similar vein. 
Uh, you mentioned Gravity Rush having multiple NPCs. I think he means NPCs. N- NPCs non-playable yeah. characters. Yes. Uh, side quests and RPG elements. Yes. So do you think that this game could be that deep 20 to 30 hour adventure game PlayStation has lacked for the past few years? 30 hours might be a stretch. And okay. I, I think even 20 will be a little long. But it, it's definitely not a quick quick and dirty uh, platformer. I mean, this is this is definitely supposed to be meant as an adventure, considering that... You can access uh, different towns and cities in this world, and you can kind of leap between them, and those different areas are pretty big. Uh, I would say that it's definitely going to be above... This is a super rough estimate, but like 15 hours, it'll definitely be above that. I don't know if... When I say definitely, I mean that's my guess. So I shouldn't have used the word definitely. (laughs) But... Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we switch back to The Last of Us uh, to, for our m- multiple topic, this is like we have a topic of the week octopus. There's just, or I guess a, a tripus, because there's many. A tripus, huh? He's, right. he's seen wars, that octopus. Uh, this is from Ryan. He says, Hi, Beyond Crew. Uh, we can all agree that the Vita has a very impressive a very impressive launch lineup. If you had to choose only one game to get it launched and play for a month before moving on to the rest, what would it be? I would go with Escape Plan. Golden Abyss is a close second. Beyond. Well, Ryan, the problem is that we don't we haven't played any of these games. Like we've had you know the, the fifteen minute demos here and there. We we don't have the system in our hands. We don't get to play everything and get really sink our teeth into it like we will next week on Vita.ign.com. So make sure that. So it's hard to say. So don't hold us to anything we do. But I mean, especially and he's talking North American release because that's where Escape Plan is, right? Mm-hmm. It's not coming for Japan. Yeah. No. That's a hard one. I guess is Mod Nation Racers launch window or is that launch? It's a launch game. I think it is launch. Then I'd go that. Because you get all the tracks from the online. Yeah. I think PS4. Gravity Rush is only launch window, but it looks like the localizations really come along. I, I could not see it taking much longer. Okay. And then... Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, hard to say. I, I mean, I, I my instinct says Uncharted. You know? Yeah. Even though I want to play... Even though that's I'm more excited about Escape Plan, mm-hmm. I, I feel like Uncharted... Maybe it'll have features that you know. I don't. I don't. Does it even have an online? Do we even know anything about it? It doesn't seem like it has online. They've never. I. I don't remember them ever saying definitively we don't have online. But I. It, I've never seen it on the box. I mean, it's out in Japan tomorrow. We would have heard about it by yeah, now, or Saturday. I, I guess escape plan. Yeah, I guess I'd have to go with escape plan. Okay. Okay. There you go. So there's the answers, but look for real reviews. When it first off, we should point this out too. We're not reviewing Japanese games. We're gonna get all the Japanese games, most of them at least. We're gonna fool around with them, play through them. Uncharted's got an English voice track or English language. We're all set for that. Uh, however, we're not gonna review any of those games for things that you know might change when they come to us. However, we'll give you impressions. We'll be giving you lots of videos, lots of that stuff. Scott Lowe will be working on reviewing the Vita Japanese unit, but then he'll do a different review for the North American unit, or I, I guess just in general that unit. So lots of cool stuff coming up next week for oh, Vita. Yeah. Start hopefully watching this Sunday on. We'll see when we get them, though. Colin. Yes. Our final tripus octopus part. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us. Yes. Uh, bring me up to speed. Or bring up to speed. What, are the, what, are, what do the kids need to know here? We know voice actors now. We've seen the trailer. Yep. We know it is fungus people. <clears throat> yep. Um, <laughs> let's see. What, what, don't, what don't you know? Well, I think the thing that comes to my mind the most is that, you know, yesterday some, some new concept art was released um, mm-hmm. that shows, amongst other things, you know, there's some different scenes and stuff. But very definitively in one scene you see a, a sign, a highway sign, a de- decrepit highway sign for Interstate 5, which runs north to south through California into Oregon and Washington. So you know that they're on the West Coast, at least for part of the game. And then there's another scene which very clearly shows San Francisco, um, the skyline of San Francisco. This probably, is all concept art. Yeah, it's concept art. Just probably... Uh, seen from Oakland across the bay 
Um, so it's interesting. So cool. We we know yeah. that you know uh, Josh and Ellie here, or Joel and Ellie. Joel and, Joel and Ellie. Joel and Ellie. Jelly. I'll say Josh because that's if you haven't seen the videos, I'm saying they're together romantically, and so their romantic okay. name couple is Jelly. <laughs> okay, good, good. Jelly are making their way. It said across the United States, like they're moving. They're around. It's not set in one place. They're going somewhere. They're doing something. Yeah, I mean that's what the the the, the, road pr- trip. the press really said that they were working their way across yeah. the U.S. Very much like the road yeah. or Resistance Three. Um, but uh, yeah, so we we so we kind of know that you know there's going to be some some action on the West Coast, and we also know like like you said we're, they're not related. Uh, we know that for sure. Uh, Naughty Dog was saying that the two meet each other at the beginning of the game. Um, so um, maybe that's a flashback, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't sound like they would just start you there and then you have to. It seems like it. they know each other pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially from the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, but otherwise the details are, are scarce. I know that there was a rumor circulating around the internet which Naughty Dog squashed, saying that there was going to be no online play. Uh, I still, I still think the game is going to be co-op, um, mm-hmm. but uh, not forced co-op. But you, yeah. you said that it's confirmed they are not related. Yeah. Okay. Because in the beginning, or at the end of the trailer, rather, Ellie yells Joel well, out. Yeah, but. And then Naughty Dog said that. Well, you assumed she would call her him dad, but also that. Uh, well, what? Yeah, but what if he's like her uncle or something? I'm just oh, I'm that. saying. Oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, right. I, I wrote about that. That may, I wrote about that thing. That very thing. Maybe that is the uncle, or some other relation, right. family friend, or whatever. But it seems like Naughty Dog's kind of hinting that they just meet each other. Okay. I don't know how. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Be weird. Maybe he's they. They meet at the beginning of the game when she's born. Whatever. It's like that, Fallout. That game. Yeah. That game is going to be so incredible. I have Hopefully, such, yes. I have such. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's Naughty Dog. The trailer looked great. The facial animation looked great. Uh, it's got Chrissy Seaver in it from Growing Pains. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Snow from Final Fantasy Thirteen in it. Everything's checking out. That dude's a good voice actor. It's just he's that, a nice uh, dude. He's an IGN yeah. fan. I remember when I met him at the Final Fantasy launch event. He yeah. knew he knew all about me. Yeah, it's just that. Uh, I mean, Snow. I don't think was the best character to show off his vocal talents. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Josh writes in. He says Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. I saw the trailer for The Last of Us the day after the VGAs, and holy cow, was it something. It's totally getting me revved up for more info on the game. The only thing I couldn't get out of my head, though, was that Ellie sure does look and sound a lot like Ellen Page. Am I the only one thinking this? No, not at all, Josh. A whole bunch of people posted that she looks a lot like Ellen Page. I remember when it first started, people were asking Naughty Dog, is it Ellen Page? And then that's when they responded that no, it was the girl from, I forget her name now, Ashley Johnson? Yeah, I think that's it. Ashley Johnson from Growing Pains and a whole bunch of other stuff, Ben 10. I mean, fictional characters often remind us of real life people. I mean, meaning on you crying where then we need I'm killing the podcast. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, look at look at our own Ty Root. He still, to me, he still looks like exactly like Nathan Drake. He does. I, I just beautiful you know, man. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful man. Bastard. Beautiful. But uh, yeah, I mean, beautiful. Yeah, there's no point there. Just saying. Tanner writes in. He says beyond. Hey guys, just had a quick. Nobody wants to say beyond a Tanner. Beyond, huh? beyond no. Tanner. No, really. I actually, Colin says get fucked, Tanner. <laughs> it's over. I, I got distracted because your phone went off right as you said. It's Andrew Goldfarb. You think he, what, what breaking news does he have to report? Oh, Let's check God, it out. I know. He wants me to retweet something. I'll retweet it in a second. Tanner writes in. He says beyond. 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 Uh, Hey, guys. Had a quick question about debug games. How do you guys review downloadable games before they're launched? Is it on debug disk, special PSN code, or something else? Also, my PSN name is T-Man2096. Could I be hit of the week? Sure, Tanner. T-Man2096. Hit of the week. It's the T-Man. Um, The way we review... I was about to do it, but Craig... Sorry, go, go, go. 
GPS, I did confirm. Oh, that's pretty good. You you can do it. I can't do it with the I new do, mics. You really have to stuff your face into it. No, I don't want to do that. Just get your face right into it. Get in there. Just get my face right into it. I just lean my face on this thing. I'm going to give two fucks. Yeah. Debug PSN games. How do we review games ahead of time? It's all up to the publisher. Sometimes we get them on USB sticks. You put them in that way. I have had them come on discs before, but that's rare. Usually it's a package file, though. It's actually easier to review those because they can just give you the file and do it. And a lot of times, too, Games get uploaded weeks in advance to the PSN store sometimes. Not not often, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mega Man uh, 10 was like that. Exactly, where they just give you the PSN code, and it's been back. It's been loaded into the back end so we can use it and do it that way, which is nice. That's, yeah. more, that's the preferred. I'm going to load it right into the back end. <laughs> Shove this up in the PSN's back end. Okay, um, this next one is Quickfire from Gear. He says, Beyond. Beyond. I'll get to straight to the point. Greg. Say Sucker Punch were to make a new superhero game. What kind of powers would you want the main character to have? Lightning. (laughs) Keep the same. (laughs) Everything's the same. Uh, I would like to see them try, maybe since we, we had this discussion the other day about when we were trying to classify I think something, I forget what, and we're talking about how it's pretty much a third person shooter. It'd be interesting to see them give somebody super strength or tank like abilities where it is a melee focus, where I'm up close. Kind of like not Hulk Ultimate Destruction, not prototype, but something where I'm up close and I have super strength and I can throw cars and I am doing something. But I'm an intelligent character. That'd be cool. It would be really cool if you had like really kinetic action scenes where you like grab the guy and spin around and when you toss him, he goes like flying Out into a space. building. Yeah. Well, I'm like into a building and the when building in doubt, like throw cracks space. open. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the whole building collapses. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Which portable Kingdom Hearts game is the best in your opinion? Also, how excited are you for Dream Drop Distance? I don't have a 3DS, so my excitement level is pretty low, wah, even though wah, it should wah, it should be high. I think the best one I've played, and I I never played. Oh shit! What's it called? Oh, Recoded. Fuck. I never played Recoded yet. But I would say that from what I've seen and played, uh, Birth by Sleep is probably the best portable game. Colin, which remake would you want more, Onimusha or Final Fantasy VI? <laughs> I don't want Onimusha to be remade. I just want it to be re-released. Um, so, yeah, Final Fantasy VI is begging mm. for a, a, that hot remake. I just don't want I don't want it to be all 3D and shit. I just want them to do, like, re- revved up yeah, sprites it, yeah, like yeah. they did for the PSP. Like, for, you remember the 1 and 2 when they did the PSP games? Yeah. I kind of want that treatment. I have that. Um yeah, I think it'll be nice. Just put it in widescreen and, and, yeah, yeah. and up-res it and put it in HD and, and basically keep it the same. Otherwise, oh, you redraw everything if you want. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want it to be... I agree with you. I don't want it to be like some, some garbage. Drew writes into beyond.com. He says, hey, gents, beyond. Beyond. I know the PS3 is still going strong, but I have a question about the inevitable PS4. For the UI, user interface, do you think that they'll keep the XMB or use the circles of the Vita or do something completely different? Thanks. I would like I would like to see them keep XMB. I like the XMB. I'm actually kind of disappointed it's not in the Vita. I don't know how I feel. I haven't set, I haven't had a lot of hands-on time with the interface of the Vita. I haven't had just to dick around and see what's up. But like the bubbles don't do much for me. Like I some, there was some screenshot on Engadget from that event we were at where the stuff was like stacked in Content Manager, and that actually looked cooler. I was like, oh, that's, that's I wish it looked like that. But I don't know. Yeah. I like I like the little bubbles. I feel like it's a very it's a very visual and it's very much driven by touchscreen. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really you couldn't you couldn't quite do the XMB as easily with touch. True. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've always been fine with the XMB. What is the... Do we know what the actual UI of the Vita is called? Did they coin it? Bubbly, like, bubbly. Bubbly. Bubbly, Let's bubbly. Do it. bubbly. Bubbly, bubbly, bubbly. Sony's bubbly, bubbly. It's trademarked. Didn't try Go it. back to the bubbly menu. <laughs> Colin. Yes. 
What do you want? XMB, new thing? Bubbles. Oh, uh, no, I like XMB a lot. And I think that they're going to continue that because you're seeing XMB put onto TVs and other things that they do now, too. So I think that's going to be like the universal navigation system. Final question. Wait, who did I say the last question came from? Well, this is Mitchell. Did I already say, did I say Mitchell was the last question? Um, I don't think so. Mm, I think I confused who wrote in, maybe. Anyways, the real Mitchell writes in. He has quick fires, but they're for you. The first one's for you and me. Okay. okay. Uh, sorry, Colin and me. Point at me. Uh, what's the... What's the one platinum you gave up on? No, you can't get, but you really want. Yeah, that's a good question. For me, I'm it's easy. Three. Ha! It's true, Colin. You'll never get it. For me, it's Ghostbusters. Mm. I would love to have the platinum in Ghostbusters, but the online like is just it was broken when I was playing it, and not, like as far as like ranking what I had already done, and now I'd have to go back and I've looked into it. I like I have to get the spreadsheet and I'd have to get people to play. It's like it's never gonna happen. Yeah, Homefront is probably the one that comes to mind. Um, I got pretty much all the single-player trophies, but... And I played a lot of online, and I got some ridiculous online trophies that a lot of people don't have, like, getting... Because thanks to Podcast Beyond fans like you, uh, huh. getting 16 people in a party and entering a game together is, like, a silver trophy for the person who organizes the game, and that's, yeah, like, yeah. a trophy that no one's going to get, uh, <laughs> especially now. Um, but, yeah, you have to get to, like, level 50 in that game and stuff. And I actually really liked Homefront Online, but I just didn't have time to dedicate to it. Ryan. Yes. On a scale of one to Mindgasm, how uh, excited are you for Vita? I'm probably right, like, one step below Mindgasm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but right up there. Are you excited for us to import these things? Yes. And talk about them on Vita.ivgene.com all next week? I, I, I honestly just want to get to the point where I'm buying my own US one. And, yeah, that'd be uh, nice. I February. Know. Yeah, I we don't have to go through all this import yeah. garbage. Got soldiers in the field over there trying to ship them back here. Yeah. And then a final question to all of us. Who's voting? Who's voting? Who is voting Portal 2 Game of the Year? Not me. You are? I, oh, oh, my game of the year is Dissidia, but since no one would ever vote for that, Portal 2 was sort of my choice. Oh, okay. So you're, yeah, I see. you don't want to throw away your vote in the game, IGN's game of the year voting? Correct. Okay. So you're, you're voting Portal 2. I mean, I'll still, I, if someone else would vote Dissidia, I would vote Dissidia, but no one's going to vote for that. All right. It's either going to be an option. I mean, that's that's kind of my problem, too, is, well, I'm saying it's going to be, that's my problem, well, too. Well, we, yeah, we, we, if you don't know how this works, everybody, we all say, oh, this is the games we think should be, we all nominate games for game of the year, and then it gets weeded down based on nomination votes. How many people nominated X number of the game X number of times, and then they rank them in the top five, or then the nominees, and then we vote on those, and then you get the game of the year. Yeah, so, I mean, the three games that come to mind are not going to be nominated, so which is Catherine Resistance and, and Infamous. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm, okay, okay. It'll probably be, you know, I suspect it'll be something like Uncharted. Um, I can't in good conscience with all the problems that Skyrim is having. If, it, if it's nominated, uh, vote for it because, uh, you know, I'm certainly certainly ran into some frame rate hitches and stuff like that, but I just know people are just really devastated with the quality of that game on some some PS3s. So. I really liked Portal. Portal 2 is awesome. Portal 2 is fantastic. So yeah, I have, I, if that wins, I have no problem with it. I, I won't the, stand in its way. The writing in that game is so, like, to the point of where Gladys, to me, is has just become one of the greatest characters, man. Seriously. See, I like Wheatley a lot. It just, well, I, I do too. Uh, it just shows how effective good writing and good voice acting can be in creating a character. Because you can make this, this incredibly emotive character out of, like, a little robot with an eye. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's incredible. Beep, boop, boop. Just look at Wally. Wow. wow. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 219. Thank you for joining us. Remember, uh, the real our real job is working at IGN.com, and you should go there and read our stuff because that's what really pays, pays the bills and keeps these computers on so we can record this show. Uh, also, you need to be following us. Uh, follow IGN at IGN. Follow Pwam Cider for Ryan Clements. That's me. Follow No Taxation for Colin Moriarty. 
That's me. <laughs> <laughs> follow Game Over Greggy for me, Greg Miller. Uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, follow Andrew Goldfarb just for the hell of it. Yeah. But he's got a weird name. It's like Garfeb. Read Stupid on. ass name. Uh, Ryan. Yeah. Take me home. This was, an, this was a really good one, guys. I'm so proud of the Beyond community. As always, we end our show with a song submitted by one of you fine folks. If you would like to feature your band or group or single or uh, just really random noises that you howl into a microphone, you can email them to beyond at IGN.com. Just like Paul did. Paul says beyond. Beyond. There we go. It was a little bit yawny, but Sorry, that's okay. I was in the middle. I've leaned back to the chair. <laughs> Paul writes... My band, The Mediocre Fight, just played our CD release show a few weeks ago at Double Door in Chicago. Now that our music is out on the interwebs, I wanted to send you my favorite track off the album, We Are Enablers, to play as the show closer. The song is called Space Caveman. Yes. It's about a caveman in space. (laughs) Hope you enjoy. The album is up on iTunes, Amazon, Bandcamp, and pretty much any other digital distribution platform. We've also got a fairly active blog, so anyone interested in checking us out can find us online at themediocrefight.com. This is from Paul. This is one of the examples of they send us in the song, and I listen to the song, and I say to myself, I would go to one of their shows. I would totally listen. I'd grab a beer and get some fries and listen to Space Caveman by The Mediocre Fight. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.